1: Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz.
2: This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go.
0: You are listening to the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to the show. It is Sunday, April 26, 2015. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. I'm joined by three of my sisters. Julie is AWOL, but Monica Dolan from Portland, Oregon is here with us. Hey, Monica, I understand the rats are back in action today.
3: Oh, yeah. We have a full lab rats report. Uh, hopefully it'll go a little smoother. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that a hint about what your subject is? S- well, smoother than the last report. But yes, Smoother. pun okay. intended. All right.
0: And and the other rat is here then. Sheila Dolan from South Pasadena. Sheila, what's happening today in your world?
1: Hey, Liam, the sun is finally out after what was it? Five days of clouds? Woo, that was really hard (laughs) for us. It was so (laughs) hard. Oh,
0: people, last night it was like 62 and sort of misting, and people had on puffer coats and wool hats in California. Oh, (laughs) gosh. It was sad.
2: Yes, so We are chilling, lightweights, yes, lightweights in Southern California. We are
0: lame. And that's Liz Dolan's voice from Santa Monica, California. But Liz, you've been, um, frankly, like all over the world this week.
2: I have, yes. Yeah. So I, I appreciate the fact that you guys cut me a little slack this morning, extra half an hour. I, I overslept. I was in um, Hong Kong and Indonesia this week. So, little boy, are my arms tired. I got home Friday night and uh, so just recovering over the weekend, but I had a very... Very interesting dinner mate one night that I want to tell you about just as like the light bulb goes off like, wow, people have really different experiences around the world. So there you go. Speaking of that, of course, we're thinking of the people of
0: Nepal, that terrible earthquake yesterday. You know, that group I belong to, the American Women for International Understanding, we support an organization over there, uh, Métis Nepal, that um, provides health care and emotionally counseling for um, victims of human trafficking in recovery. So it's a super sad story, but uh, you feel very connected all of a sudden when you're supporting groups all over the world, and I was happy to report, happy to report that everybody there at 18 nepal is okay but what a traumatic experience for them it's just awful i know and as the southern californians know the word the first earthquake is bad but the aftershocks are what get you and there's there's that term aftershock as if it's kind of gentler and no big deal but you know, the aftershocks can be full-blown earthquakes themselves. So we are thinking of the people of Nepal today as we do this show. Now we're going to jump into a lot of other things. We're, of course, going to talk about uh, the White House correspondence Dinner. Liz was monitoring the situation from her couch last night.
2: Yes, was- um, we have. <laughs> that full- was the most aggressive thing I could do last night, but I, I was paying attention. <laughs> I was awake the whole time, I promise. We have a full-blown lab rat. Sheila has a mini rat,
0: uh solo rat on Odor Busters. <laughs> she would like to share Can't wait to hear
1: that that is a big concern of mine and it you know if it is uh, a concern of yours listen up <laughs> wow Ooh, that's
0: dramatic for promoting right there people that's a pro that's professional. a professional Um, Okay. I would just, as a mother of a boy uh, in high school, I would just like to issue a general apology to mothers of girls regarding uh, the junior prom. Okay. I'm just going to explain why our boys are as lame as they are. So that's all uh, the lamosity of boys. Um, But first really... A major news story this weekend was the Bruce Jenner interview. 17 million people watched it Friday night. Bruce finally saying, and for all intents and purposes, I am a woman discussing uh, his transgender identity with Diane Sawyer. Did everyone see it? Did people get a chance to watch
2: it? Yes, I did. I watched it yesterday.
0: All right. I thought it was hugely emotional and hugely helpful. As someone who's interested in this issue but didn't fully understand what happens when a person identifies as transgender, I found it a fascinating, wonderful, well-done, moving interview. How about you guys?
2: I agree. I thought it was incredibly thoughtful. I thought he was really impressive, Um, just trying to explain, like, what has been going on in his mind his whole life. It really helped me understand that. I mean, he was very moving and very thoughtful, but also very charming. Yeah, and, kind of a you know, hoot. Like, yeah. who knew
0: he was such a hoot? Yeah, Like, he seems like a guy or a gal you would want to have
3: over, you know, yes. later. Later. He's, he's the most fun person on that show, <laughs> the Kardashians.
1: Well, it's hard to separate, this is Sheila, it's hard to separate him out from that show. Mm -hmm. But I think this interview did that. I mean, I think it really came across as thoughtful, as personal, as as very emotional. I agree. Um, But when you see him, when you see Bruce Jenner, um, of course, you associate him with the show. And it's hard. It was hard at first for me to separate him out. See, you know, I haven't
2: watched enough yeah. of the show for that to be an issue for me. I've never I, watched it. You yeah. know, I've seen a handful of episodes, and he's always kind of on the fringes. So that I didn't, I didn't find that to be a problem. And he did mock the show a little bit. Yes, when she, when she asked him if this could possibly be a stunt, I thought that was one of his best answers. Where he's like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, like I'm gonna do this right as a stunt for a show." I thought it was very uh, funny the way he handled that. Yeah. yeah I really I, think I of him to... as
0: Bruce Jenner Olympian. I have, I pay almost no attention to the Kardashians. So, uh, so for me, I, I, I didn't have that. I it didn't take me a while to get over it. I immediately sort of was into it. Monica, sorry, cut you off. I
3: just think it's, I wish he were going to do it more quietly, that he wasn't going to have his own reality show about the transformation. You know, I mean, it seems like, there's been a lot of pain he's he's been in a lot of pain for years about this and you know coming to terms with it and he has it just I don't know I kind of wish you would just do it quietly
0: you know the, the, <laughs> the new show is described as a documentary show though not a reality show so I don't know if it's actually going I like because I think a documentary would be interesting You know, not where things are set up and it's painful to watch and it's stupid people saying stupid things uh, like reality television. But um, so it's described as a documentary. So I don't know what the actual show is going to be like, but it did kind of surprise me. But he's lived very publicly for a a lot of, you know, a lot of his years. So um, but I was surprised at that, too. But I thought this was very powerful in terms of a, you know, a public statement. I I think a lot of people felt like they learned a lot. I know I did.
2: Yeah, I and I thought that the I thought Diane Sawyer on the whole did a really good job. Um, asking him thoughtful questions, but his answers clearly he's given this a lot of thought, lot of thought. his whole life. He's already had to explain it to, like, his kids and his wives and his 89-year-old mom who, like, I cried when she said she's, you know, just as proud of him now as she was when he won the Olympics. You know, I mean, that's, that's pretty powerful. But, you know, when he said being Bruce isn't easy, you got the feeling – the thing that really impressed me is over and over again – you just, he was really good at explaining how, like, being B- Bruce Jenner has been really hard for him because right. he was, that was not his true self. And even when he's talking about how on the reality show that there are all of these cameras and all of this activity of following them and all of these things going on, but the true story all that time, the only interesting thing going on in that house was what he was hiding about himself. I thought that was very moving and actually true.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And what, I mean, what a shocker for all those kids. The, The story of him actually like taking clothes out of his teenage daughter's closet Mm -hmm. and trying them on and then getting caught that was pretty eye-opening and that Mm -hmm. that that no one repeatedly like the family process was let's just not talk about that so uh, and it's understandable it's hard to digest when you're a teenage girl or a a woman in your young 20s he certainly has a tremendous amount of affection though for all of the all of his many children and he seems to have borne. Quite attractive children, just in ge- <laughs> in general there 's just a pretty strong gene pool there <laughs> i was really surprised, but it did make me feel like terribly sorry for him, all the paparazzi over the last couple of years, and you can say he invited it with the reality show, but that those pictures of him now not getting his Adam's apple shaved when that whole surgery was blown and leaked to the press. Those are, you know, a thousand times sadder now when you see them than just the usual awful paparazzi
2: photos. So I was right. I was very Because you realize, yeah, you realize how much it took to get him to that point. Right. The fact that, the fact that he started to transition in the 80s with hormones and then stopped. Yeah, Just that because, was really a revelation, wasn't it? That was a revelation. Yes. And so all the, that's, what, that's what kept impressing me, all of this, like how hard it's been for him every single minute of every day. It's not surprising when they build in, they had some good experts on the show. And when you hear that 45% of kids that have these kind of uh, gender issues will attempt suicide, you can, you can totally understand how that could right. be. That for someone as strong and as powerful as Bruce Jenner to have taken 65 years to get to the point where he could say, this is me, you're just your average 15 year old, it would just be um, unbearable, unbearable.
0: Yeah. One of the questions I had going in was like, why would you bother now? Like he's 65 years old. And to me, he answered that question. Like he's finally doing it. I, now I get it. I get it a lot. I mean, not, not that you should give up on life at 65, <laughs>
2: no matter what your Just dream. Just throw in the towel. <laughs> but, you know,
0: like I'd like to be an Olympic figure skater, but I'm going to have to kiss <laughs> that dream goodbye. So, you know, but it's very different than that. I don't mean to, it was hi I, was was had that question in my head as I went into the interview, but ultimately, I got it. Yeah, I understood that. And I have to say, he married three very patient, understanding women in their yes. own way. I mean, each of them dealt with it in a way that you know they had to. That is not an easy revelation mm-hmm. in a marriage. I mean- I can't imagine that. I mean, I I can't, I don't know what I would do. So you read stories of people much less famous than Bruce Jenner, who they stay in marriages and, you know, he, and I have never really understood that before. But when he kept just saying like, I'm still the same person, you know, that really hit home. Like I'm still Bruce. Or when he said, I'm still dad, that I'd like to see. I'd like to (laughs) I can see him in the black dress that he wore to dinner with Diane Sawyer and someone calling him dad. But, you know, he's still the same person. I found that very – I got it. I, like, I feel like, oh, now I get it. I get it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and for for all of the struggle that he was articulating – the fact that he began at the very beginning of the interview, he said to Diane, like, we just have to keep our sense of humor here. I thought that was good, too, you know, because it was very moving. And there were times when he cried and times when he couldn't quite get out what he needed to say. But there were other times when he was, like, mocking her a little bit yeah. or, you know, being a middle-aged woman just in a, a white shirt and black pants. <laughs> I, that, know, that was- I thought that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> there was the gorgeous Diane Sawyer, but basically in a middle-aged woman uniform of white shirt, black pants, black shoes. <laughs> like, and he's clearly not going to go that way once he busts out. <laughs> and Sheila,
0: what did you make of um, Kanye reimagined? Uh, Kanye oh. as the savior.
1: Would you like to analyze that? As I'm sure you would. <laughs> I, I, I just think it's 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 a narcissist in you know in action. I mean, he just yeah, Kanye. Kanye. Okay.
2: That's isn't that's interesting, Sheila. I had kind of the same reaction. So basically, the you know the Kanye point of view, leanne, do you want to recap with like the Kanye revelation? Well, that uh, Kim uh, Kardashian,
0: who is married to Kanye West, was having a very hard time accepting this, and it was Kanye West, her her husband, who said, "Listen, I could have the most beautiful wife in the world, which I which I do. That's what he said to Kim, allegedly. And I could have the most beautiful daughter in the world, which I exploit. I mean, which I do. And that's <laughs> yeah, what he right. said." about north but he said if i can't be me if i can't be me being me none of those things matter right is that fair to sum it up yeah yeah you do you kanye i'll do me you do you
2: (laughs) so i i sort of see sheila's point of view that it was that he's so narcissistic he's basically saying yeah whatever i'm just gonna like what's all about me it's It's all about me
1: it's me me being me a bruce who okay me yeah
2: <laughs> but it did seem like even if you factor that in, you know, uh an enlightened perspective that helped Kim deal with a shock about her father. Right, so, right. You know, so that's a good thing that she has someone to talk to who can give her a perspective <laughs> that helps her understand it. Is and right? just
0: one note for people not from Los Angeles or the L.A. area or Southern California, because that his revelation that he was a Republican seemed to surprise people. <laughs> but Calabasas is a very conservative suburban town. And that's where he lived for like 25 years before he just moved to um, to Malibu. It's not Hollywood. It's where people in Southern California right. move to get away from that. It's a very wealthy, gated community enclave that is you know, on a good day, an hour from Hollywood. On a bad day, the traffic can take you two hours to get to Hollywood. So it's a very conservative spot. So that didn't surprise me at all, that you would... If you lived in Calabasas, that you would be more conservative than than mm-hmm. the average person. I don't know why that was such a big revelation to people. But I think they think of them as a Hollywood couple. It's yeah. nowhere near Hollywood. So, I mean, really, and <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, just, just get out your Thomas Guide and check yeah. that out. <laughs> <And> it's not... <laughs> It's not, it's just a lie. My husband did a lot of work there. It's like a brand, it's like been built up in the last 20 years. It's just all big subdivision gated expensive homes. So, uh, so that's what, you know, that's what Calabasas is. And then a couple of strip strip malls. So, thank you for, thank you for clearing that yes. up. Lynn. Oh, I just, I mean, people seem genuinely surprised, but it's a very, right. there are conservative parts of California and Southern California. There are pockets of that and that, that is one of them. So a lot of tennis clubs and golf courts, golf
2: courses, and, and gated combs and- real, real estate review. Thank you. Okay.
1: <laughs> you know, another Terrific. thing
2: that I another thing that I found very moving is when he, he said in multiple ways that he was born with the soul of a female. That was his phrase for that. Mm-hmm. And even when he was talking to one of his sons, that he, that's how he explained it. That I'm the same. That she raised you, the female that is inside of me was part of who was, in fact, your father, but part of who raised you. And I can see why that's a hard thing for a child to understand, but clearly he's done a lot of thinking about how to express himself as a whole, you know? And, right. And the, when he expresses himself as a whole, and he obviously believes he parented as a whole person, that it included his soul, which is a female soul. Right. And, you know, that... He said that he said being Bruce Bruce is always telling a lie and that unless he's expressing his soul which he believes is a female soul then he's he's just Bruce and that's not a real thing and that's would that's complicated and but just incredibly moving the way he expressed it incredibly moving to me
0: yeah yeah well, okay. So, Monica, you won't—you're out. You won't be watching the documentary. I'm going to tune in. I'll be curious to see. What do you, I? Okay. What do you think his female name is going to be? <laughs> 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 Hi here. I have last night as I was waiting up to pick up my son Something at the prom. Something with a K. Say, I know you could go that way, but how about Goldie? Yeah. He's got. <laughs> Uh, you think of the gold medal? Yeah, the gold medal, Goldie Jenner. I kind of cute. Right. yeah, good idea, Liam. Thank you. Or Jenny Jenner. I like that too. <laughs> Alliteration.
2: I like it. Ah, I, I hadn't started, <laughs> started to think about that, <laughs> right. Monica. I I kind of agree with you, though. I have to say that I wish that he was could do the rest of it in peace. Maybe, maybe that's impossible. Maybe that's why He's my,
3: lived his whole life, or mean, the last. 10 years in a reality TV show. So he's comfortable doing that.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: I mean, that's part of a big part of his life too.
2: Yeah, but I thought what ABC News did with the whole story was not exploitive. You sort of wonder going over to E whether you're going to get the same sort of sensitive treatment. Right. Um,
0: Did you notice that Diane Sawyer did not say the name of the Kardashian reality show? I did notice that. Yeah, like it was like it must have been in her contract like I am not going to say keeping up with the Kardashians. Right, She just kept calling it that show. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I love that. that show that shamelessly sells things yes she said at one point yeah and that's when he i thought he was very funny reacting to that like no diane we would never mm. do that like totally accepting the fact that they do shamelessly sell things <laughs> yeah
0: including like weddings yeah 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 childbirth all that divorce yeah okay
3: <laughs> all right
2: all right goldie jenner
0: okay we'll Mark my words. Uh,
2: yeah we'll see how that works out All right. Well, the other big uh, TV event of the weekend, uh, if you're me and can't get off your living room couch anyway, uh, is the White House Correspondents Dinner. Did anyone catch any of this? It was it was on both
3: CNN and uh, C-SPAN. You know, Liz, no, I was watching a bad rental movie last night. <laughs> I was watching season
0: seven of House. <laughs> and I went to a horrible movie in the theaters.
2: Oh. so, <laughs> so You
1: are going to have to fill us in, Liz. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, I've... Oh, I, have always enjoyed this event just because it's, uh, you know, I like to see presidents try to tell jokes. I like to see comedians try to tell jokes when they're sitting right next to presidents. It's just, it's such an insanely awkward environment (laughs) that it can lead to a lot of um, some good comedy and some terrible comedy. But I've also really appreciated in the past the extremely low production value of the event. You know, they call it like the Hollywood version of the Oscars or now it has its own hashtag nerd prom. And but, you know, back in the day, like two years ago, the the whole what they called the red carpet or arrivals was basically C-SPAN had a camera. At the bottom of the escalator, kind of locked off, just like a one static shot of people coming down the elevator, and you just got to kind of guess who that was. And I enjoyed that part of it. That there was oh, no, there were no, well, there yes, were no red carpet commentators. It was just like okay, Secretary of the Treasury, uh, she's you know. That's,
1: you were just having your own nerd prom at home, Liz. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you knew who those people were, Liz. That's why you enjoyed it.
2: Well, a handful, a handful yeah. of them. And then, you know, then the the so-called stars. It's a wide range of stars. But anyway, now both C-SPAN and CNN have like pre-shows with panels. And oh, people. really? Yeah. Oh, yeah to me, you know, it's, it's giving it way too much credit. It is not that good. Yeah. <laughs> it's not or that interesting. Um, but anyway, so the, um, uh, the big moment is always when the, when the president, um, gets up to speak and, you know, Barack Obama can really deliver a joke. You know, in general, he's he's good at this kind of stuff. But what I loved last night, I don't know if you guys ever watched the show Key and Peele on uh, Comedy Central. That yes.
1: is a funny show. Okay, funny That's show. a
2: hilarious show. I have that on my TiVo season pass. So uh, Keegan-Michael Peele, who is one of the two, he is the key of Key and Peele. He does a character on Key and Peele, where Peel is President Obama speaking (laughs) in his very measured tones. And um, Key stands right behind him and he's his, like, his Luther, the anger management expert or something like that. Or <laughs> yeah. Luther, he's expressing what the president is really thinking. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's a hilarious bit on the show because it's sort of what you all think of President Obama as being so tightly controlled. But like, what must really be going on in his head? So Luther is the character of what's really going on in his head. So last night, you know, the president was pretty funny on this and that. But then the big surprise was that Keegan-Michael Peel came out and they did a whole bit with president obama talking about the dinner and you know being president and you know what a satisfying job it is to be president and get to address all these issues and um and keegan michael Peel was behind him um expressing what he really felt so i thought that was that was really really um a highlight of the night and then cicely strong from saturday night live she was the um she was the comedian and she was she was also really good. I think that they're they always all those comedians always say it's a rough room and you can you can they weren't really laughing that hard at her. Right. I mean it must they be have a to terrible. Room. Yes. It must be awful to yes. try to make those people laugh because they're so self conscious about who's laughing and who's not laughing. Right. And uh anyway, I'm I thought I thought she was great. She had uh, a couple of great Hillary jokes. You can tell she's very excited about Hillary Clinton being in the race. But um, but overall, I thought Cicely Strong was uh, was strong. So it was a it was a it was a good night with some, good night with some bad clothes. But you know, oh, and most of all, Michelle Obama. You know, oh, one of the things Cicely Strong did at one point, she asked uh, asked all the journalists in the room to raise their hands and repeat after me. I will not report on what Hillary Clinton is wearing because that is not journalism. (laughs) Uh, so uh, having said that and found that one of the funniest parts of the night I gotta say uh, Michelle Obama looked awesome last night <laughs> she she looked great anyway it was kind of a you know there was a little moment of, uh, of fun up there on the stage then it was scanning the audience for people you recognize Martha Stewart was there of course you know she's always there The sometimes you see like I saw some guy I know from National Geographic he was there <laughs> and then a lot of people they get the they put the camera on them just as they're like texting their friends about something and that somebody was texting during the national anthem. So sure rough. That was rough. But uh it's a they repeat it if you missed it I'm sure it's on right now uh still <laughs> on C <C-SPAN. laughs> so, okay. so that would be my capsule report.
3: A nerd report <laughs>
0: All right, it's time for the Lab Rats, you guys. I can't wait to hear uh, what you're going to tell us that's going to go smoothly this time. Oh, Let's do it. Oh, Let's do it, we rats.
1: Excited. We are the Lab Rats. This is Sheila Dolan in Los Angeles with Monica Dolan in Portland, Oregon. And uh, Lab Rats is the time of show when Monica and I road test consumer products for you and report back on our findings.
3: So we got your suggestions. Uh, You wanted the lab rats to try a foot exfoliating treatment called baby foot. And I think it was from Liz Bowen. Am I right, Sheila? Yes. Yes. And a lot of other people said that would be great for the lab rats to try. Now, what baby foot is, there are these gel packs you put on your feet. Uh, I don't know how long you leave them on for a little while. I don't know. But. Apparently, three to five days later, all of your dead skin comes off in giant sheets. <laughs> <laughs> you leave them on for three to five days? No, I don't know how long you leave the boots on later, but, but in three to five days, like giant sheets of skin just come off. And your foot is reborn as a baby foot. And so, um, Sheila and I discussed this in one of our production meetings. That we, we, looked, oh. we looked at the pictures and we got scared. Uh, we just. Well, did... can I correct you a little bit, Monica? Okay. In your words, you told me you have
1: a conference in Florida that you're going to next week, and you didn't want to take a chance. That your foot, your feet wouldn't be calloused enough to walk on the beach. <laughs> you wanted to keep your calluses so you wouldn't, your little baby feet wouldn't get hurt
3: on <laughs> your long, your long after dinner walks in Florida. <laughs> that's exact. That's exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> you just didn't want baby feet. You can see my concern. What if I, I, I have, like exposed raw baby feet. <laughs> yes, <laughs> when I have to walk on the beach. So, anyways, we were we just couldn't do baby foot. Maybe at a later time. But then mm-hmm. I remembered thinking about exfoliation. This fantastic product I got at Sephora last year, and it's called the Peter Thomas Roth Firm X Peeling Gel for Faces. <laughs> So we decided I would have Sheila try it, and we would bring you our report on this wonderful facial peeling gel.
1: That's right, Monica. You sang its praises, and I had my doubts because, as you said, your your face basically comes off like rubber cement clumps, <laughs> little little rolls of rubber cement, which, as a third-grade teacher— most of my life is seeing kids with eraser, big clumps of erasers, and big, like, little bees of rubber cement, and, like, all sorts of disgusting rolls of stuff on their desk. So... Um, you told me that it's at sephora you also told me that the price point was very expensive Mm -hmm. now what i didn't tell you was when i went to sephora i was in full makeup i did not want to go to sephora and look bad do you know what i mean It's, it's it's like going to the doctor and wearing clean underwear you have to you have to you have to bring it when you're in sephora so you told me that I could just get a little testing sample. So that's what I did. Okay. My, met- my methodology was this. I went into Sephora. I went up to the first salesperson I saw and said, I wanted to test this. And my, my thinking was this. It's like the Dead Sea. What is the lowest point on earth? The Dead Sea. I thought, what is the lowest point on my body? <laughs> the worst point I have that I could test this on? My neck.
3: <laughs> okay wow like, what, what really Moo guy
0: that didn't get the low sea and anal- the dead sea analogy there I, I i know i was
1: going out there with yeah. the dead sea yeah. you know yes. what i'm talking about like what is point 0.0 on your body and my neck was clean so i had him give me a sample and i just started rubbing it in. and again it so was just like clumps of skin <laughs> <laughs> of of skin coming off monica and you know and i i understand the process and i understand the result but basically what i'm looking for in a in a gel is is something that freezes my face instead of flaking <laughs> okay that's 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 what i'm looking for okay. so all right so I, I i i only give this can i give my rating now monica
3: well Seems they seems like you're going to go ahead and give them right <laughs> I, I, I would like, like to hear you know
0: what Monica that. thinks of it. Okay, let's
1: hear what Monica thinks. Monica, okay.
3: go. You know, I just want to talk a little bit about my methodology and what I was looking for and then my report. So, you know, when your skin is dull and flaky and your foundation, if you wear it, it kind of glitches and hitches. It's all, especially on your forehead, catches, catches, catches (laughs) catches and glitches on your forehead. And, you know, it's like a face cloth and elbow grease is just not going to do it. Now you remember the way your skin feels after you have that once a year facial. Mm. um, and that's what i was looking for Hmm. so i went to sephora looking for exfoliators and this was listed as a beginner product so this very enthusiastic salesperson tried some on my hand now apparently it is multi-action enzymes including pineapple pomegranate and carrots
1: And and parasites. (laughs) I I think it's parasites that eat your skin. It
3: is not. (laughs) Okay, so what it is is, again, we're talking about the Peter Thomas Roth Firm X peeling gel for faces. So it's this thick, clear gel, and you put a generous amount on your dry face, and then you rub it in the circular motion, (laughs) kind of rubbing, rubbing up and out. And it's just so shocking because dead skin cells on your face, they just ball up and they flake off. I mean, it's just a mess. I mean, it looks like little rubber cement balls on your face, but, it's your dead skin it's so gross but it's so satisfying it's unbelievable you know after you 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 get it on there and you're rubbing you got the dead skin flaking up and flaking off and believe me it's gonna fall on your bathroom floor so watch out for that um <laughs> then, then so you sound like you're going to be
0: the walking dead when you come out yeah. of the
3: bathroom. No, then you, then, you, then you rinse your face off and it makes your face so smooth, so soft. I mean, I am just a firm believer in this Firmex product. Firm right? believer. <laughs> and so you might get skeptical. Some people think it's just the product that's right. walking up there, but I don't think so. I believe it's the dead skin. So, and then you rinse your face. And here's what I would say about this. Don't stop at your face. <laughs> Once you get that stuff on your neck and you go down to the decolletage yeah. area, I mean, I wish I had a giant tub of it. Uh, it's expensive. It's 48 bucks, but mm-hmm. I, uh, this stuff is amazing. I would say if you have really sensitive skin, you might want to start small, like a small patch of skin, and see what happens. But I use this twice a week. I absolutely believe in it. up. Oh,
1: Monica! Yes, I I know I know you love it. I'll tell you, I I'm I I liked it. Uh, I I didn't love it. I you know we're the lab rats. We're testing Peter Thomas Roth Firmex Peeling Gel. This is what we do. We test these for you. I would give it a one paw up, Monica. Okay. It, it it did. It, it did have action. I, I like anything with a result, with some kind of action. Mm-hmm. I don't like any product that just sits there on your face. I like to see that it's doing something, which it did, <laughs> but I'm not, I, I've had other products, had done other masks that I also believe in. So Monica, two paws up. Sheila, one paw up. But uh, Monica, I wanna re- recommend another product in this category. Okay. All right, now Liz gave me an incredible Christmas present this year. Liz gave me a giant makeup bag knowing makeup, <laughs> makeup is my life. Makeup makes you happy.
3: <laughs> I know you have a lot of products.
1: I love products. And in that makeup bag, she slipped a couple of nice gel products. And one of them I'm re- recommending today. It's called Relax Day Purifying Facial Mask. It's green tea. Now, I've used up the whole thing. And what it does, you put it on a clean face and it freezes your face for a good 15 minutes. And then what you do, it doesn't come off in balls. It comes off in just thin sheets. All right. And you can even take a warm face cloth and just melt it away. But it's a purifying mask. You leave on for 15 to 20 minutes and remove slowly. They say remove from the facial contour, but basically, there's no contour left in my face. So I just remove it. Right? And this What's is. What's it called, Sheila? Relaxed Stay Purifying Facial Mask by Aroha. Aroha. It's one of
2: those products that you can only buy in those beauty supply stores, you know, oh, where you you see all those brands that you would never see anywhere else. So I was in the uh, I was in the beauty supply store here in my neighborhood, and not just shouted Sheila to me. Yeah,
1: it's it's a it's like a vegan product, Leanne. <laughs> Aroha, um,
0: how do you spell the brand? Because I know people- I
1: R O H A. No, I'm going to take a picture of it and and slap it up on the on our site. Relax day. I loved it. I've used it up. It's green tea. Anything with green tea is great for me. Uh, two paws up for that.
3: Okay, very good. Well, this was a lot of fun. A lot of dead skin. <laughs> uh, a lot of dead skin falling off. But dead, yeah. you know, it's one of the rat's favorite subjects. So um, <laughs> dead
1: skin. Dead
3: skin. <laughs> <laughs> How to rid of, of dead skin seems to be the answer to a lot of problems i
2: think anything that could help the décolletage at this point is yeah, also helpful if i had any advice that i would give to like my 16 year old self it's sunscreen on your chest sunscreen on your chest people oh. it's you get yeah. to be our age and you just think oh why didn't i think of that um, it's yeah. like yeah, the the difference between your Fairly well-preserved face, and your totally fried chest
1: really becomes a problem. <laughs> and don't forget that awful neck in between, Liz. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm not it's, sure we can
1: save our necks.
2: I think the neck is just a... I think compli- it's genetics, it, the neck. It's a complicated piece of equipment, too. So, you know, all that stretching and bending and but whatever. But the, your your chest, it's, it's savable if you start early enough.
1: This is true.
2: All right, I'm looking
0: up this Aroha Nature Radical Day face mask. Was it something like that? Yes, yes, Lan. Okay, I'm looking it up. You can find it at Refine... It'll come... It's
1: coming up. It's in a beautiful green... What I like, it's it's a green packet that has a little spigot at the bottom where you can just pour that stuff out. I mean, you just want to use it. It's just... I mean, it's, it's really wonderful. Okay.
3: Okay. I don't mean to competitive here. I'm just going to mention my product again. (laughs) (laughs) Firmax peeling gel. Okay. I will, I'll put them both up at the
0: website. You know, people ask me, that's why I got to find these things. Okay. Here's one that's a lemon, not the green tea. So I'm going to find the green tea one, Sheila. All right, Sheila, I know you had some other odor eaters you wanted to tell us (laughs) about.
1: Odor busters. Yeah, I you know, I am concerned with odors, and um, I want to mention a couple odor busters that I, I, I love, and the new one uh, that I love so much, I don't know what your situation is at home with your garbage can, but Hefty has a new product, a new bag, called the Odor Block Technology Green Apple Scent. Ooh! <laughs> Ooh.
2: I thought you were going to say green tea there for a second. It
1: is freshness. And I've tried them all. And I've tried the lavender. I've, you know, here's the thing. Febreze has now formed partnerships with almost every company in America. I don't know if you've noticed that. I have noticed that. The cleaning shelf. So I am, you know, and the glad bags are, you know, in just been taken over by Febreze. Febreze will next be in our coffee. I'm convinced every (laughs) company in America has Febreze in it. Hefty. It's a tried and true bag. Um, It's got the, uh, the, you know, the nice handles, drawstring bags, clean apple odor block. I enjoy that. (laughs) I enjoy that because I have an open garbage can um, situation at home. I I and Leon, and you know I do a lot of garbage. Yeah, no, yes. For one woman, you generate a lot of trash. <laughs> okay, the other new product I want to tell you about. Who doesn't love a Yankee candle, right? Yeah, I love them. Wait yeah. a minute, what is a Yankee candle? Oh, lit. Yankee
3: you know, cinnamon candles. Oh, oh.
1: <laughs> fashion Yankee candles. Now, I get them a lot as a teacher. Unfortunately, I can't burn them in the classroom. Mm-hmm. It's, against, it's against school policy. I wish I could because you need a lot of odor busting in a classroom.
2: <laughs>
1: you need it after PE. <laughs> you need it after lunch. <laughs> and you need it at the end of the day. But this is a Yankee candle um, a car freshener. It's called Smart Scent vent clip and what you do is you clip this scent right onto your vents and when your vents go on the scent comes out
3: and i I, awful
1: can i ask something do you
2: do you actually purchase these things like you're like you're walking down an aisle in a
1: supermarket and that screams out to you buy me and you buy it sun and sand scent oh (laughs) yes because again i do a lot of things in my car right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's just a lot of things going on that so, i need some odor, odor ne- control odor neutralizing <laughs> and the last product i want to mention mrs Myers, Leon. i know you're mrs meyers i love Mrs.
3: Yeah, Myers. i like miss Myers.
1: okay they have some new springtime scents i want to recommend now they don't have an air neutralizer unfortunately in the new scent but they have a multi-surface Everyday cleaner, which again I use in the classroom. It's non chemical and I need that odor busting effect. The, they have a new peony and lilac scent. Ooh. 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 Wow. So you can do that. You can do that in an everyday surface cleaner, or you could do it in a hand soap. Now I bring hand soap to school and I make the kids uh, wash their hands with soap. <laughs> so and sometimes I this gets them, if the soap is scented with a, a wonderful scent, the, the boys and girls are more likely to wash their hands with a nice scent. So I'm going to buy the Peony Hand Soap and the Lilac Multi-Surface Spray. Okay. And-
2: <laughs> you have a lot of scents going on in your life, doesn't that? Not- are you ever tempted to just like pick a theme and go with it all the way through your car, your classroom, and your home, or you like all the different smells everywhere?
1: <laughs> Called aromatherapy, Liz. <laughs> <There's a> different <laughs> sense for different situations. <laughs> so that's it. I'll 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 post those as well. Please, the gr- the gr- yeah, because
0: you were. That's there are a lot of names in those things. So the green nice. apple, I'm really excited about. Yeah, that, I'm going to look for that one. Yeah, that's a good. I like green apple too, Sheila. Good, Lynn. Good for you. I know Monica feels strongly against scented uh liners for your trash can. We've already had that conversation off. I
3: I I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> what did they make
2: you sneeze or
3: you just don't just like the make concept? garbage smell like like lavender garbage. <laughs> <laughs> My theory is you just take it out before it starts smelling. Okay. I just I think when they put those scents in the trash bags, I can't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> they,
1: they, the, the scent police, the, the Fabrius people, <laughs> <laughs> the scent
0: police. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it for me this week. All right, well done, rats. Thank you, Monica and Sheila. All right, yeah, last night my son went to his junior prom. I will well, not, was that? I, it was great. He's so he claims. So, I uh, did you have fun? Yes. So end of, end of conversation, but um, <laughs> I will not be posting any photos on Facebook because he has asked me not to, but I can yeah. report that the, uh, banana Republic suit I got at the Westport Goodwill really looked good. He had good. kind of a madman look about him. It was sort of a retro, like ad exec madman look. It looks good on him. Mm, nice. Um, but here's the thing about boys. Uh, they're lame and it was his problem. <laughs> yes. You know, it was his prom and he would, had invited a young woman uh, and he was going with a group of friends, but getting any slice of information out of him about how are you getting to the prom? Does she need a corsage? What color is her dress for the wristlet? Should we pick her up and then take her to the house where we're all meeting for the photos to get the limo? Or have you been able to forward the email address? Yes. It was torture and i just think the mothers of girls must think that the mothers of boys are idiots
1: and i'm just here to say we're not idiots we are trying so hard behind you you are leon and uh, you know what i did a dinner at leon's this week sisters yeah i came over for the the salmon yeah delicious salmon and grilled vegetables i saw your son with just a a non-committal attitude uh, there was nothing he knew about or uh, he nothing he cared about in <laughs> right? that moment they know that even regarded anything he just simply shrugged his shoulders and said i don't care yeah <laughs> i don't know and i don't care and he's a nice young man
0: and he's i am nice tr- boy. trying hard behind the scenes to to show him that you should care about girls and they care a lot about logistics and her parents should know your name and your (laughs) cell phone and if they need to pick her up at midnight after the prom or what you know just a lot of stuff and it was just like Pulling teeth, and finally, one mother in his group of friends, she took the bull by the horn and she rented a big limo because their prom was actually in Hollywood at a club. And you know, it was a good thing they had a lot of fun in one of those big stretch limos, sixteen kids. And uh, but if she hadn't done that, they'd they'd all just be standing around that cul-de-sac still, (laughs) like (laughs) couldn't even. It was just even getting them to like go walk over to their dates so we could get photos together. It was just so lame. It was just <laughs> oh! so hard. <weird. laughs> so just mothers of girls, please know that we are trying. Like we are not mannerless pigs like i'm sure you think we are we are really trying hard behind the scenes but they just do
2: not get it it just makes me crazy so is it that they is it that they do not care or that it's embarrassing or awkward for them do you know the root of this lack of i i think it's a combination here's liz the official motto
0: of every teenage boy is i got this So if you ask them about anything, you know, their Latin tests or college applications or their prom dates, mom, I got this. I got this. But they got nothing, Liz. They got nothing. They got nothing. So it's just that they, they care enough to, like, somehow get a girl to go with them. But not enough to follow through on any of the details. Like if anything comes their way, like a video game or you know, oh, another phone call or something, they're just they're so distracted. So I don't. Uh-huh. And he went. He had a lovely date. His date looked beautiful. She had a beautiful red dress on. Everything went fine. I just had to go out on a limb and get a purple wristlet uh, because I thought
1: oh. there, aren't, there
0: aren't that many colors that look good with red. You know, you don't want white. That's like Mrs. Claus. So uh, so <laughs> I went with purple. It was very lovely. And he. Was was wearing a purple tie, but it's just... They just, the logistics overwhelm, just overwhelm them. So if the
2: situation was reversed, if it was the girls' prom, she'd have everything all locked in and communicated.
0: Well, we'll see. Because in two weeks, it is the girls' prom. Like, they go to an all-boys school. So, like, eight boys went with eight girls from this Sacred Heart, this other all-girls school. So in two weeks, it's their prom. I'm sure, I I feel like we're going to get printed invitations. We're going to get text. I'll be included in emails. I'm sure it'll be totally different. Uh And to the girls' credit, they figured out who was going to go with who this prom. Like, (laughs) even though it was the boys' prom oh they they did yeah of course they did yeah 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 and then and at the girls prom i'm sure they'll be totally everything will be much more coordinated and and not last minute not like oh my god how are we going to get these kids to prom but it's not
1: it's not that we're control freaks it's just the boys don't do anything they don't do anything
0: yeah they don't they just they don't do anything again i got this i got this (laughs) (laughs) nothing nothing
2: (laughs) all right well good luck in a couple of weeks the uh yeah we'll see how the other experience like a B testing as they call it in market research. Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, all right. Speaking of market research, I was, um, I was doing a little market touring this week. I was in Asia and I spent, uh, two of my days this week in Indonesia at, at a conference that is like for people in the TV business in Asia. So, and it's the, It's the equivalent of... It would be like if you went to a conference in the United States and it was... Time Warner Cable and Comcast and like local cable providers, right? So it's sort of the cable providers for lots of different countries in Asia. So some of these are huge companies. Some of these are little companies. Anyway, so um, and it's just about the business and the future and whatever. So one night I was at a dinner and this is one of the things I, I really like about international business is that you just get exposed to people that you wouldn't normally run across in your daily life here or you wouldn't be having these kinds of conversations. So there was a big dinner one night that was actually hosted by my organization. So it was hosted by the National Geographic Channel. And the uh they had a chef make like an eight course dinner. And wow. the chef, yes, and mm. the, the chef's name is Kieran Jetwa. He stars in a show. He's um, he's originally from Kenya, and he stars in a show we have on the National Geographic channel outside the U.S not in called tales from the bush larder and basically he collects all of these very exotic ingredients and combines them in interesting ways and he's you know a lot of fun to talk to anyway so so between each course he would come out and sort of explain like I caught this giant crab this morning I wrestled it to the ground and here it is for you you know <laughs> <laughs> and so it's one of those kinds of things very theatrical and the people at my table I was at small table. It's a colleague from Australia and Singapore and india and there was a one w- woman on the end that i had not met before and i didn't i didn't quite know who she was or where she was from but anyway we were all chatting and at one point the what was like the fifth course uh of the dinner he came out and uh explained that this was going the fifth course was going to be um frog's legs and uh he explained how you know how he cooked them and all of that and then he disappeared the frog's legs appear in front of us and the woman on the end who I don't know um she starts telling a story which I was like wow what um she she starts explaining like you know I haven't had frog's legs in a while um we used to eat them a lot when the bombing started And, you know, so that gets everyone's attention at the table. And she's like, yes, you know, it was uh, when the bombing started and we all had to flee the city. We were living out in the country. And the only thing that we could find to eat were frogs. So we would spend all day in the rice paddies trying to catch frogs. And... So now she really has my attention, but I really don't know who she is. And so I said, Excuse me, where, where did you grow up? And uh, she said, Hanoi. I'm like, Oh, oh. So so the bombing, she's, yes, she said it was the Americans bombing us. Like, <laughs> so that's slightly awkward. Yeah. Thing. And, uh, but basically she grew up in Hanoi. She was like my age. So this was like, she said 1963, 64. The uh, when uh, the Americans started um, bombing Hanoi, all of the everyone moved out of Hanoi out into the country. And she said, we went out into the country and the country people knew that we couldn't really handle it out there. So they all moved out of their houses and we moved into their houses because they knew we couldn't hack it. And then we all spent all day searching for food. And so I always associate frogs. With, wow. with the food that we had during that era she said but we wouldn't and she sort of gestured the plate and karen had them you know beautifully displayed and on some kind of bed of vegetables and things and she said we didn't really do this with them we just took the whole frog and put it in a grinder with some spices and so that we would get the maximum amount of calories and protein we could out of eating the the whole frog instead of just the frog's legs. Wow. So, that's kind of a downer. It's I know, a downer. Kind of a downer. Yeah. I mean, fascinating though, yeah, right? Yeah. Like right. this is just your dinner partner. Right. And this is who you, you know, you just come across this, like in the normal course of business. Now you're being told this story. Um, so anyway, it was really interesting to hear her talk about her experience, you know, growing up in North Vietnam. And, but I did notice at the end of this course that n- nobody had eaten. <laughs> Nobody nobody, <laughs> talks, like, nobody really, like I tried one, but there was just something about the context of hearing that story right. and that it was, you know, the food that sustained her and, but she obviously associated with the, the hardest possible times in her life. We just all let the frog's legs go. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, just, just one of those things I, I suspect at an average business dinner in the United States. <laughs> You're not going to get that story no. when when a uh, when a course arrives. So anyway, it was uh, it was very interesting, and everyone. It ended up being quite an interesting conversation among everyone at the table because each one of us were from a um, a different country. So there you go. That's my uh, tales of travel. And then I also did you, you tell saw, a dramatic story about Carvel ice cream cakes? or Something that <laughs> so, we used to catch of a whale of a cake. Yeah. That's, you really, well, you, you really about, got nothing. You got nothing, got nothing when someone tells that story. I know. There's no, nothing. did you can't. There's no alternative. You can't top there's it. yeah. No, you can't try to top that. You can't. You know. So I was very interested in her story of growing up, and nobody at the table attempted to compete with that. We were just, we were just relieved when they took away the
1: frog's legs. Right. You know, I came, mean, frog's legs in themselves are hard enough to. You know, yeah. just uh, to, <laughs> j- to eat, Joke you know?
2: Down. Yeah. All right.
1: Yeah. Anyway. So, um, but I did post,
2: I hope everyone saw on the Facebook group last week, Monica, you know how we were talking about you were trying to get back into your fitness program? Yes. Yeah. Yes. How'd, how'd that
3: go for you this week, by the way? Pretty good. You know, I didn't do five days, but I did probably four days, an hour walk each day. That's great. Feel so, Leslie and you're supposed to do about an hour and 15 minutes worth of exercise a day. Okay. That is the ideal amount for to live a long life. All right. That
0: okay. The blueberries and the leafy green vegetables check.
3: Okay, got it. <laughs> which, so, which is which a lot of exercise. That is a lot of exercise. Mm-hmm. So I
2: had so I had said that I was trying to like renew uh, Operation Sea Turtle. So there, I. It's really hard to exercise when you're traveling for work because the time zones are so crazy. The you just don't really feel like getting up and exercising at any well or at any point of the day. You don't feel like it. But I did two mornings while I was in Indonesia. I uh, I got. Up and went for a, a swim in the gorgeous pool there, right by the Indian Ocean. So I did enjoy that part of it, and I posted an Operation Sea Turtle photo at the um, on the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. So if you're not a member of that group, all you have to do is join, and you can see uh, you can see many of the things that go on there.
3: Uh, speaking of which, I just want to give you guys a little brief update. Uh, I told you last week that they're tearing down the house next door and building a giant with McMansion there. Well, yes.
2: Yeah. And you're bummed about I, that. A
3: lot of people, you know, posted things on the Facebook group, suggestions for me, things I should do. Well, the house is gone. I mean, two days they took the house down. Giant digger came and guys from this demolition company. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that thing was gone in two days uh, they also cut down like an eighty foot old fir, uh, eighty foot tall fir tree. This giant fir tree, which was kind of half dead, so that needed to go. So it just <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lot of dramatic activity in a week, though. Yeah, in three days, three days gone. And then my neighbor called when I got home from work one night to tell me that a big chunk of concrete, when they were clearing it, like they, <laughs> part of the foundation. She said, it just fell on top of my fence and the fence kind of wavered like, Whoa, it's going to get over. She said, but it's still standing. And I noticed they had to prop it up on the other side. So at least I still have the rickety fence. Because- <laughs> yes. Construction site, because if that thing comes down, then I'm living in the construction site. Yeah. It was just really funny. There were all of these like looky-loos who came by this week. <laughs> so every night when I got home from work, There'd be someone, a neighbor out there, just standing, looking at the mud pile and wondering where the house went. And so I, I had to explain what was happening with the project, <laughs> was sort of the unofficial spokesperson for the project. <laughs> the couple, the family that lives in the house directly behind, had no idea they were going to tear the house down and build Really? The-
0: well, you're not obligated. No. Right. Yeah. No. Oh.
3: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. They didn't hear. They didn't hear anything. Yeah. I mean, they well, might they, have right
0: they, looked out their back window, but uh... they,
3: they woke up and saw a giant digger tearing the house down, and that's when they knew they were tearing the house down. <laughs> okay. It just came down. Yeah. Ooh, that was quick, really fast. So that's it. Well, you're so you're safe, and uh, the fence is
1: still up. The fence is still up for the time being, and, and you're exfoliating. And and that is good. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> all right. We're wrapping it up here, but
0: I have a quick poll. I have, my mother-in-law is coming over for dinner. in laws my husband's birthday dinner. Uh, mm-hmm. Should I make mashed potatoes or um, scalloped potatoes? Sheila? Well, you know, mm-hmm. That is a tough one. I would do
3: scalloped. Scalloped all the way. I, I did scalloped potatoes a couple of weeks ago when I was in bed, scalloped potatoes and ham. Mm-hmm huge shit. do the scallop potatoes. okay Liz? Make, and make sure you cook them enough
0: yeah, yeah no i know for, they take a, long time. For a
3: little al dente okay
0: <laughs> what are you serving it with uh tri-tip and oh, roasted nice. tomatoes cool. and a classic caesar salad oh, mm-hmm. oh.
3: Mm-hmm. well it's
2: you know i i was going to say mashed potatoes just because it's easier um but scallop potatoes it's hard to beat. Super delicious. Yeah. I think if you're...
0: And really mashed, not necessarily easier, you know, if you do them right. So, okay. All right. I'm going with the scalloped potatoes. Thank you.
2: So, is today... And happy birthday to your son, to your son, to your uh, husband. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, His
0: birthday's fun. today, Leanne? It was uh, last week. It was like Wednesday. Oh, okay. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay, Shil. You're off the hook. You're good. <laughs> you're good. You know, not a big birthday family. No one, no one's keeping track here. Don't worry about it. <laughs> all right, don't worry about it. All right, everyone, have a great week. Anyone doing anything particularly fun? Uh, going to Florida. Oh, all right, all so right. That's- Enjoy that's- your calluses, then. Yeah, it's a good thing you get those. <laughs> <laughs> They're tough. My te my Teflon feet. <laughs> yeah. She's she's gonna defy everyone, Sheila. She's gonna be out there walking on the beach like she two in the be, afternoon.
3: She's just gonna walking walk Walking maniac, the beach. walking on the hot sand. She's
0: He's gonna walk not- across the blacktop at the at the
2: <laughs> parking lot. That's why you can't have baby feet. All right. Liz, are you staying in this time zone or are you um, I, I am in this time zone all week, but I do have to admit that next weekend, uh, My, somebody, one of my colleagues is getting married, somebody who works in my office here in Los Angeles, but she's getting married in Guatemala, which is where she's from. Mm -hmm. So uh, next weekend, I'm going to a wedding in Guatemala.
0: Okay, S.H.I.E.L.D., do you have a wedding
1: in Guatemala? I have nothing. I have nothing, and I'm still spinning over the fact that it's an hour and 15 minutes of exercise. (laughs) When did that happen?
3: Uh, Last week, so this came
1: out. Oh, that is just alarming. All right, we're the
0: Satellite Sisters. Thanks for joining us. You can find lots of information about us at our brand new website, satellitesisters.com, if you want to find out the whole scoop. And hundreds of shows are there available for download. Thanks to everyone who does what Liz tells them to do you listen, you laugh, and then you share. That makes Liz really happy. <laughs> it does.
2: It uh, does.
0: <laughs> we're the Satellite Sisters. Don't forget, call your Satellite Sister. <laughs>